All right, welcome back to the House of Wolves podcast. This is your host, Deontay, with my friends Jalen and Josh. And we are got some topics for you guys today. Um, before we get started, uh, d- don't forget to like if you enjoyed this commentary. Um, but, yeah, thank you for listening, and let's get right into it. Um, so... Jalen, Josh, how's life? It's good. Uh, stuff straight. Um, just getting back in the swing of things. Had a little two week break for school. I know y'all probably tired of me talking about school, but <laughs> y'all gotta understand school is all I do. So <laughs> school, school, um, school, man. Yeah. So everything straight though. Just um, getting ready for exams and stuff like that. That's about it. So. All right. What you got? Yeah. What you got, Josh? Same here. Still got a little bit of a, not vacation, but like downtime since class hasn't restarted for me. So, you know, just trying to enjoy what I can. Can't go outside, but, you know, can relax a little. All right. Forgot to close the door. Sorry, people. Um, But all right. All that squeaking. That's my chair. Don't worry about it. Put some WD forty on that thing <laughs> if that picked it up. Um, all right, well, ain't nothing happening for me. Everything is still the same. Got a job, working a job. It's great. Um, yeah, playing a lot of games, which was it's been cool because I've worked from home now for been home for forever. Feels like at this point, but um, at least have more time for for games and more time to just chill i ain't put no youtube videos up in a minute so don't worry people i'm gonna get back to that shortly um finished to watch a lot of shows got through the undoing uh, that was really good got through some i watched all of cobra kai which i didn't think i was gonna enjoy but because i didn't like the karate kid that much but it was not bad actually um i thought they should have somebody should have owned a gun for all the fights <laughs> they got into, but um, so, yeah, it was pretty cool. But I ain't been doing nothing. I've just been playing games and watching TV. Uh, but first topic that we wanted to kind of talk about and uh, start off the pot was Final Fantasy. I know y'all tired of talking about Final Fantasy, but Final Fantasy and the Square Enix fanboys. That's that's what we got, man. We we talk about Final Fantasy because it's um, probably the one thing that we all kind of um, have entertained, at least. I wouldn't say enjoyed, but we all entertained it. <laughs> um, <laughs> back to, you know, the older ones, to the newer ones, and we talk about Final Fantasy because that's something that we got a common ground on at this point. Um, but... Recently, I played through Final Fantasy X, um, and I played through Final Fantasy VII Remake. And I kind of played a little bit of, is that Lightning? Is that 13 or 12? That's 13, right? Uh, 13. Yeah, I played some of 13. Um, probably got to, like, Chapter 2, um, I think. I think Chapter 1 is extremely long, though, so I'm not sure if I'm out of that one. And... Uh, I booted up Kingdom Hearts. That's not a Final Fantasy game, but I booted up Kingdom Hearts 2. I was going to try that again to see 
if my opinion change. Um, but it probably won't. But I'll play it anyway. It, um, but yeah, first one I want to talk about is Final Fantasy ten. Oh, and fifteen as well. I, I re-downloaded it, but I ain't played it. But ten, yeah. Let's talk about ten. Ten was interesting, and I actually got some <laughs> rather some, rather embarrassing news yesterday that they actually was a feature that I never <laughs> used all seventy eight hours of my gameplay. Um, never used the the turn indicator. I didn't know that that was actually a turn indicator. I just thought it was something for targeting the enemy. And I had no idea that the purpose of that was to tell you whose turn is next. So I was always guessing and swapping out characters to heal my people because I didn't know when the enemy would attack. So, yeah, that would have made the game a lot easier for me. But maybe I just played on the unknown hard mode. I don't know. But uh, that's what I did. It was still fun. I still enjoyed it. Um but some of the things that obviously 10 is going to show its age when it comes to graphics, it's going to show its age when it comes to voice acting, um, you know, some of the save points not being correct, some of the the things that they made you do after save points that kind of made it feel like it was a lull. Sometimes you had to grind to get stronger. So all of that stuff definitely showed the age of the game. Um, but for a game, for that game to come out so long ago and still be so potent and good today, it kind of tells a testament of it. Um, story wise was okay, I I say that. Um, at least for me, this isn't a review or anything. It's just me just stating what I saw and what I've seen. Uh, the re- the the gameplay was fun. Uh, at least they made you have different roles. Like you had a debuffer, you had a attacker, and you had a healer. And then you had sometimes that you had those, those um, you know, the curse effects. And they give you poison and silence attacks. And then you had your spell people. So you also had these roles that you can kind of create in order for you to have a better go at killing enemies and things like that. And it had this synergy to it that a lot of the previous or current day final fantasies did not like 15 just didn't have any synergy so you didn't really care about magic didn't really have ability to level up everybody and have them play in a unique way they all just kind of swung their swords around it's pretty boring so those types of games were from that going from that stark of a difference of role playing and turn based to that open world free form and fighting style it's kind of um it's kind of a uh, a pretty big leap. I'm not sure if it was the greatest leap for them because they didn't implement it well, at least in 15. Um, but yeah, so 78 hours later, I enjoyed <laughs> my gameplay. I don't know if everybody takes that long to play it, but that's how long it took me to beat it. Uh, and... Yeah, the, I did. I, I I really enjoyed it. It was a few times where I lost about three hours of gameplay, which was very annoying, and and um, I had to sit there through the cutscenes and having to fight big bosses and go through that. That's very annoying. But again, this game came out very long ago. I think it was two thousand and five. I think. Oh, uh, um, two thousand like one. 
2001 jeez okay so even worse so 2001 really um and yeah that game still kind of holds up on its own um i feel like they could have did more with the you know remaster or the you know the re the the redefined edition whatever they want to call it uh the repackaging they could have did a little bit more but overall i enjoyed the time and i beat it so yeah i i guess i know Jalen beat it i know josh beat it what do y'all feel about final fantasy 10 per se mm. i don't know i mean i know like earlier this week we had talked about some like the the slow moments i feel like the game started off kind of slow to some capacity it kind of have like a do we want to talk about like spoilers at all or i think if they haven't played it by now it's probably just yeah we could talk <laughs> okay. about spoilers okay well yeah i mean i feel like the game kind of had like some sort of like mystery which was kind of compelling but it was like you know you hit certain points and stuff like that you don't really know what's going on you kind of understand your purpose and stuff like that um so i actually did i so I played Final Fantasy X twice. I had played it when they had released it on a PS3. Um, I didn't get through all of it on there. Um, I just kind of, I kind of hit one of the, like a, like a drier point. I think it was like around when you, you fight like the Chocobo Eater or something like you're like in a, not in a forest, but like in some Greenland, in the plains. The yeah, yeah, the green plains. Yeah. Um, so I had actually stopped playing around that time because I didn't feel like it was like super compelling. Like Beyonce said to, um, the voice acting kind of bad. Yuna's, I know Joseph kind of said something about Yuna voice acting. It was kind of a little off or whatever. She did seem a little off in that game. Like she just she was seemed sad. like she was unenthused and confused sad. and <laughs> delayed with, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I, don't, I, I really was thinking, I'm like, I don't know if she has some sort of like mental like delays or anything like that. But um, <laughs> I mean, it could add to her character potentially. I don't really, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's Final Fantasy. Anything could mean anything. So, um, so I just went ahead and played with it, but I don't know. The second time I had played it on the PS4, I actually was a little bit more compelled. I kind of had to find a little bit of enthusiasm in certain areas, and I started finding the game to be a lot more enjoyable when you start understanding the sphere grid a little bit more because mm-hmm. it was it was real basic, and you didn't really understand it. Like, it just – you basically go this route that they want you to go, and then when it start expanding and stuff, it start getting you a little more versatility in your character. You start learning their roles. You start getting, like, better weapons and stuff like that. And the story starts to pick up a lot more, and I think that's what really com- compelled me to like play it or whatever. Um, so I thoroughly enjoyed it, especially towards the end because stuff started picking up fast, like I said. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it definitely had a a pretty good story, and it's coming from a quote unquote Square Enix fanboy. And I know, um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm probably not the best critic of games because I'd be I'd be playing some some games that'd be like borderline garbage, but. <laughs> Might like the gameplay, so <laughs> each his own. Yeah. Um, what you got, Josh? Um, yeah, I never played ten when it came out. Uh, only touched it when it was like the HD re-release. And um, I've always heard people say like ten is either really good, but it's just like a big step down from the games that came before. Because like that's that's when the company like got bought out by a different company and a lot of stuff changed overall i can see why people like it but and also don't like it um it has a lot of i think memorable events like 
I think back on it, like a thing about the wedding and all that type of stuff and the, you know, the cutscenes. Um, so I, I enjoy the overall experience. I, I still don't think 10 is like one of my favorite games or even one of my favorite Final Fantasy games, but it it's just has really memorable uh, events that makes it uh, unique. Um, you know, all this stuff with Sin and how they actually, you know, explain what a spirit is and cool. you know um i like that i mean most of the characters i enjoy but overall they're most of them are pretty i say one dimensional cool. some of them do get a little bit more depth than others but um they're they're okay um it's i still think a a decent final fantasy where it, it doesn't have too many i say negatives like the gameplay is pretty cool. Um, uh, interesting. Um, the upgrades. I don't like the spear grid, like the whole upgrade map, but it it gets its job done. And um, you know, you got some unique summons. I think that's one of the games where summoning was a big deal. Um, so I think they did that well, which they completely messed up in fifteen. So <laughs> that's something. Yeah. We can talk about. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think it's overall decent. Like I can see, like if people played it as their first Final Fantasy game or played it when they were younger, they might love it. Um, but it it's pretty good overall. Yeah, I think so as well. I think it was like one of the uh, more, I think gameplay wise is more interesting. But um, obviously, I'm in, I enjoy the more modern style of gameplay, and I think a lot of things that. Uh, I enjoyed in modern games kind of resonated with me a little bit more in the newer remake um, of Final Fantasy but 10 definitely if I was playing in that time and I thought wow these are these graphics are you know revolutionary and now they like block figures and then you know they actually got fingers and all that stuff and it it I could see how people would think that was a compelling entry now going back with it you know I, I can't really take my lenses off for the new and the modern but i definitely still enjoyed my experience and i put you know 78 hours in it uh i still don't think it's like i don't think that's my favorite one uh i think my favorite one is still which is pretty sad because i would thought i would find something else that i would enjoy more but it's still going to be the seven remake um, I plead that one as well. Uh, I, I, I don't, I, it's not that seven wins off of, it's just wins off polish. I, I, I guess I just don't like, uh, Final Fantasy games. I don't, I, I haven't found one that really was like, dang, it shocked me or dang, it's really pushed me back, but I haven't played them all yet. So I have to continue to play. I have to keep deep diving and that's pretty much one of my goals is to kind of figure out what makes Square Enix Final Fantasy games great. Because I still haven't figured that out yet. Um, <laughs> I do enjoy particular parts of Final Fantasy games. Uh, Seven really was the combat for me. Um, I didn't like the feeling of, you know, over overshooting the time, how much you have to put into it to kind of win or to feel like because i already know it's a four-part game now it didn't feel feel good to really 
have that filler stuff in there. I was totally fine with the side quest, but around like it's like two chapters in the game that just felt like they were unnecessary. They had you fighting additional bosses. Like the dude wanted you to test his his animals, and I was just like, "This is stupid. Why am I doing this?" And it's like it just made me feel like they weren't appreciating my time put into the game. They wanted me to you know grind more, or they wanted me to fight more enemies to hit a quota. Versus really just giving me a compelling story and game. Um, I don't like that. Uh, but pff, I, who, who am I to talk? I play Destiny. But it's um, it wasn't it wasn't interesting, at least for me. The gameplay was definitely interesting, and it kept me there. And they made a lot of great decisions, um, giving you the ability to use different proficiencies after you level them up in Final Fantasy VII. Uh, the character design and the characters' um, interactions were pretty good. Um, I, I I enjoyed everybody's banter. I enjoyed people's, you know, conversations when they was finished fights. And then, like, even though Cloud and Barrett were really close, he still act like a <laughs> he act like a douche the entire time. He like he said that was nice. And he, he like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, bro, ain't y'all cool now? Why are you still saying this in game? But they never changed the dialogue. But stuff, little stuff like that was just kind of like, yeah, it's it was cool at the beginning, but you should have changed the dialogue by the end. Y'all supposed to be friends now. Uh, but you know, I I enjoyed Final Fantasy VII remake probably the most because of it's the most modern. Um, it's the most uh polished. And the story can be told in a way because they always had pretty okay stories, but the story is now being elevated by the character design and their, their presentation versus just relying on the dialogue. So Final Fantasy X, if that was to be remade, that would probably be my favorite because of the gameplay as well as the story. Um, they, I still kind of, I haven't finished Heaven. All I know is the beginning part, and that's probably why I'm judging it in that way. I Probably if I finished the whole thing, I'd probably think that was the best game I played, but they don't give you the whole thing, so I have to judge it that way. And, yes, I know you have to kind of, if you really want to appreciate Final Fantasy VII, you kind of want to play the original or you want to know everything about the original because then you can realize what has changed. But, again, that ain't my job. Final Fantasy Square Enix love to give you another job to play their games, and I just can't get with it. Uh, and if you don't believe me, think about Kingdom Hearts, think about Final Fantasy 15. They'd love to give you an extra job. Um, but it's kind of um, their most robust and uh, well-put-together package. But if 10 came out with a remake, that would be the most robust and well-put-together package if they didn't like break it up like they kind of did this one <laughs> so if they just kind of put it on standalone remake of that and it had all of the content in there i wouldn't be as upset as i would be for final fantasy 7 because final fantasy 7 even though it was a great game even though it was really fun i already know i'm missing the thirds of like um, um a third of the game uh because of of them simply want to expand it and create the world, make the world bigger, make the world more expansive, kind of, you know, uh, elaborate on a lot of the things within the world, which is great. Um, and I feel like I'm now, you know, 
experiencing something that most people didn't and how they're, they experience it is going to be different than me. So now I get to experience it with this new fresh coat of eyes or whatever. So some of, some of me don't want to look up the new stuff and don't want to look up the past stuff and like figure out what was changed and what was not because I, I have this point of view that I can keep. But part of me also wants to know what happens next. And that's where I'm probably going to end up relying on and just going back and seeing what everything has done and how it's kind of changing because all of the mystery about the changes don't really matter to me because I don't know what changed and um, me feeling getting filled in on some of the changes really helped me appreciate some of the conversations more some of the changes more some of the the understanding of the whispers and all that crap so um, it's a little bit of a unique situation i'm in and i want to keep it that way but maybe not because i'm i'm very eager to see what kind of what 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 my feelings would be if i knew everything like everybody else yeah um but yeah how do you Uh, guys feel about that so are we okay with spoilers spoilers at this point Okay. Final Fantasy you want to go first, Jayla? Yeah, we going. Well, I mean, we talked about it a couple of times with without spoilers, so I feel like now is the time to like actually go into it. Yeah. Oh, you you don't go ahead. Um. Or I. Or uh, my bad. I I was just gonna say one thing about the Final Fantasy. I didn't want to go backtrack what we was just talking about. Uh, just a little like piece with Final Fantasy, like with Deontay saying, like the whole hype behind the series. Mm-hmm. Um, just real quickly, I think the hype behind the series. Is because they was like doing certain things with like with the games, and when they was like coming out with the '90s and stuff, well, coming out with in the '90s. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, after Final Fantasy X, they started like slowing down a little bit. Like ten came out in 2001, eleven was an MMO, twelve had came out at some point in time. I don't remember. I think it might have been maybe like 2000, like five or something, maybe, mm-hmm. and then. Um, I'm trying to think 13 ain't come out until 2010 so it's like the game's been spaced out gotcha. um and i just don't i don't feel i, I feel like they just kind of got more of like a cult following behind them uh so they're not really because I, I don't i personally don't see like a huge huge hype behind the final fantasies i just like the story that some of them show and i don't go back and play the old ones people love seven seven don't got no voice acting y'all know how i feel about voice acting i play dragon quest seven put the game down because <laughs> it ain't had no voice acting like it was just it's a dated system that i can't get jiggy with basically like i can't, <laughs> can't entertain i mean that's the simplest yeah. yeah it's not entertaining like reading dialogue that's fine i can do that but i mean like you said modern you can see the the luster behind 10 and i think it's good that it aged better than some other games but like mm-hmm. going back and playing seven you're not going unless you plan that purely off nostalgia and stuff like that you're not going to really enjoy the game. I mean, I had a hard time finding yeah. the dog on ladder, like ladder in the game, like, you know what I'm saying? Cause of the way the graphics was. So, yeah. um, but that was just a little, you know, a little caveat. I, I digress, but I was just saying that to say, I empathize with what Deontay talking about, especially somebody who like 4k and 8k, 16k TVs and HDR and ray tracing and all that other type of stuff that I couldn't even begin to tell you what it means. So, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's 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 important at least for me. Um, go ahead, yeah, go ahead, Josh. No, I I can comment on that too because I think a lot of of the hype with Final Fantasy is the fact that they went from Final Fantasy one to fifteen, and it's like it's been around for a long time. 
Like some of those first games, probably when they came out, were the best stories that people had seen. Um, I don't think that all of them have lived up to that, like, history. Like some games are really good. Some are only okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think that overall, I would say maybe with, like, a couple of exceptions, every Final Fantasy game that has come out has been the best in their genre like compared to other Japanese RPGs because like if you play like the Tales games or like Sword Art Online and all these other RPGs that are out now like most of them are like garbage or they yeah and like Final Fantasy at least had historically has tried to like do something like new where the combat is new and interesting where they got really good graphics or you know they got really good voice acting um so that's i think why they've always been on top as far as like in japan because like you know nobody is really coming close in japan with like japanese rpgs with with like a couple exceptions like xenoblade and stuff but um yeah i would say that i really liked seven remake um uh i would say it was i I think i already said it but it was one of the best games that came out in the last generation (laughs) And I, I do have to acknowledge, like, some of that is because of me being a fan of Final Fantasy VII. Because, like, like you said, it Square Enix expects people to go in with certain knowledge. And without that knowledge, it's a probably a different game than what I played. Yeah. And I, I can't say, like, what's right or wrong. Like, I can see the why they did it and i appreciate it but i can also see like people who you know you seven years old or you 10 you pick this up this game for christmas or whatever and you don't know what's going on i mean that's just the reality for some people but um i think that the game overall like you said well polished like the voice acting was good um graphically obviously not the the, the greatest game but that it's came out decent. but it looks really good you like you understand mm-hmm. um the art and direction of the world like you can see like this supposed to be like a big city and stuff like that right um so yeah i appreciate it i think it's they did a really good job especially compared to like their last couple of games like 15 and kingdom hearts 3 like this feels like a even though it's not done it feels like a finished game not just like they threw it together in one year and put it out. <laughs> well, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't knock fifteen because fifteen has some really, really good moments in the game where you felt like, well, geez, like that whole scene where you kind of the cut the dude comes like he's like a rock or whatever, and then he just starts becoming human. Oh, well, yeah, like, like, like those type of scenes were amazing for what they were, but the game was just surrounding it was bad. So. I like yeah. they they still had those speculative moments where you like wow this is really impressive. Um, Seven didn't really have that. I mean they had some scenes where it was like uh, it felt more Devil May Cryish, and I was like this guy is going nuts on his motorcycle and he, he like he it, it reminds me of Devil May Cry and their scenes and how spectacular they can be with like just regular items or whatever. But then you yeah. have those specular things like Fifteen where they had that stuff in it because that's the first time I've seen anything like that in a in a video game that you could play on that wasn't like in God of War. So it was kind of like this thing coming down at you very like huge, big and these huge enemies that you can actually run up to and interact with 
was very unique in that way. True, um, but so. those boss fights, they looked nice, but they played like trash. Terrible. Yeah, and it didn't like matter to the rest of the game. Yeah. So I mean, it had those moments, but overall, like the package, it, they couldn't put it all together where it felt cohesive. Um, yeah. And like you said, in seven, you don't have that going on in this part of the story because mm-hmm. it's like the first thirty percent. But yeah. what was there, it felt you know you know big enough. Um, yeah. I I have to say I do, except for that one chapter, I do like all the new slash filler stuff that they added because like this part of the game in the original, like it's like five ten hours. You 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 go through all of the same events and then you leave the city. But like they added a lot more that made it feel fleshed out, like you didn't just rush through this area. Like so, it was important, like the people was important there, and they all dying, and you, they made you feel for them. Like at least everybody yeah. got away. Some of the sectors five and all that stuff, you had like the you know ability to get people survive. But it definitely made it worse when it was happening. I was like, bro, what's going on? Why are my people dying? <laughs> yes, because I, I've been hanging out with them or at least hang, interacting with them for such a long period of time versus when I, if I was hanging out with them for 10 hours, it probably wouldn't be that big of a deal. I'd be like, okay, this is how we started our adventure. Let's get it going, people. But now I feel like, dang, I want to know what's going to happen in there. Is everybody going to be safe? What is going to happen with the whole thing? But now I'm more focused on what's happening in the past to try to fix what's going to happen now. Obviously, I still didn't get the story by the end of it, so I've I would I would literally need to go look it up to to kind of piece it all together because me coming in with fresh eyes, all the new stuff, the whispers and all that stuff that's changing the world and changing the story, all that stuff I couldn't understand. I wouldn't understand unless they told me that and they never did in game. So I have to literally go look that up. Um, And I still don't understand, like, why, what were the motivations and uh because that that's not it hasn't been talked on talked to about or for like, um for who even like the whole um the motivations for what's his name Sephiroth I don't understand his motivation nor do I understand how he slashed one of them and then it was one of the weird guys he had at the beginning of the game <laughs> none of that stuff makes sense so, to me so yeah yeah well I can tell you what's going on in that game what they say but might not make sense like when you get to Shinra Tower. And that chapter that you say you don't like, which is Hojo's um, uh, experiments, whatever, you going around doing the levers and things like that. Like, that whole chapter was expanded. Um, I Like you said, it was too much filler. It was too long. Mm-hmm. Um, but the point of it is, like, the the lady, like, the body or the head that you see there is, is the bad guy of Final Fantasy VII. And, like, the reason that they're highlighting her there is because like you don't learn much about her in the beginning of the game, but now you're supposed to see how she is connected to Sephiroth. And um, the main thing is like Sephiroth is following Cloud for for reasons I'll just say, but um, throughout the whole game, nobody else sees Sephiroth when Cloud is having headaches or flashbacks or whatever nobody sees him but that's the first point in the game where Sephiroth shows up Clout sees him and everybody else reacts because he's actually there all those other times nobody else has seen him and you don't notice that uh unless you you know that 
most of the time this is just in Cloud's head. That's why Sephiroth is bothering him. Well, um, they do kind of do that when they when every time they ask him, "You okay?" and then nobody knows what happened. Like he's like, "Yeah, I'm fine." I'm like, "Bro, just tell him what's going on with your stupid brain." But <laughs> hey, he, I was thinking the same. Thing, I was like, "Bro, bro like, why are you why are you <laughs> pretending that you're not going through a mental breakdown right now?" He's like, "Oh no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine." Can't stand clouds sometimes, but I was just like, whatever. But um, I mean, I could, I could, I could, uh, you know, depict when he was there and when he was not. But mm-hmm. it didn't make sense when he like stabbed Barrett and like one of the one of the whispers went into his body and I was kind of like, I don't understand. Is he controlling the whispers? Why can't he under? Why can't he see the whispers around him? It just all was kind of confusing. But you kind of explained it a little bit more to make me you know understand what was going on. But at the same time, the game didn't explain what was going on, so it just felt like I was being well. They did. Like Aerith well, literally explains, you know, they explain they, they're changing are. them and they're stopping stuff from happening, but they don't t- they don't explain why Barrett why why Sephiroth couldn't hurt him. They don't explain that, and they but he because could hurt. He wasn't supposed to like that's not what's supposed to happen, and the whispers are supposed to keep time from changing. So the people that are oh, supposed to die, well, they're supposed to make them die. So when, uh wedge it like gets dragged away by the whispers is they're trying to make sure that he dies in that scene and with the things that they stop they're trying to stop the things that are not supposed to happen and the whole final battle the reason that you fight the whispers is there the party is deciding that they're literally going to change fate so the whispers are fate quote unquote and they're going to fight it so that they can have the freedom to go ahead unrestricted and change what needs to be changed but what about the whole um remember when the whispers were trying to stop them from meeting up with the additional party and then they were trying to stop yeah in, ch- in chapter 11 when they, when they and they broke what, through yeah they were trying to stop them because what was happening in the game is you when you beat the ghost and stuff mm-hmm. uh in that in the train yard you're early like you're there before the destruction of the uh, Sector 7. And the Whispers are literally trying to slow you down so that you don't have enough time to stop Sector 7. Because if those Whispers were not there, the party would have been fast enough to get to the top before they could hit the button. But now in the actual game, because of the Whispers delayed them like five minutes, when they get there, the Turks are already there at the top and they got to fight the Turks and they end up losing. So they're they're trying to stop them from saving Sector Seven. So, so didn't I don't I don't remember the game that well. I thought I thought the uh, I thought the whisper saved uh, Wedge from dying. Uh, n- well, when he falls off the thing, um, because he has the hook thing, he survives this time, uh, which is weird. Uh, I think that that's just like a new addition but um they put him in the where did they put him in the underground area right uh-huh. yeah that's after he died so that one i can't explain like because he was already supposed to be dead but the second time they moved him or quote-unquote saved him so i don't know why uh that time he survived that that's probably something they're going to explain later 
but the first time he should have died. Voyage OP is confirmed. Top tier. <laughs> Ultima. Ruby weapon. Not just... Yeah. So... Um Yeah, I think yeah. It, I think it's a um again, with all of these games, I feel like they make you want to they they make you want to pull your hair out because they try to make you literally do homework to figure out what's going on. And um, it's it doesn't have to be like in your face. I this is what happened, but to literally not know that the whispers aren't originally, which is fine because if, if they're not originally in the first game, I wouldn't know that. I wouldn't care. But um, you know, tying it all together is kind of really difficult when you're getting pieced information the entire game. So you're just not even getting a yeah. full story the entire time. And even when you Honestly, get the... the ending, just doesn't make sense if without right. context. And it doesn't because, so. like, for me, like, you don't know how hype niggas got when Zach showed up and when he didn't die because the whole, like, the whole starting point of Final Fantasy VII is Zach. Like I said, it's like if Naruto's dad didn't die and he survived into Naruto, that would change the entire story because. With since Zach did not die in that scene, Cloud shouldn't have gone and started the beginning of the game by himself because they were literally traveling together to go to Midgar and Zach died. So, Zach, uh, so Cloud have to go by himself and then he ended up meeting Barrett and then going through the whole story. So, that's one point. Um, but also, like I said, Cloud is a liar. A lot of the stuff he talks about, he... I wouldn't, I wouldn't say liar. He, he basically has brain damage. Oh. Uh, so a lot of the things he's thinking about are not correct because he thinks they're real or he thinks that's how it happened, that, that that's not really how it happened. Basically, a lot of stuff he talks about is what Zach did, not what Cloud did. Oh... Uh... And so there's no point to show him at the end if you don't know who Zach is. Because it doesn't matter if he survives at the end because you don't know who he is. Same thing with Sephiroth fight. You don't fight Sephiroth in the original at that point, uh, at the end. And the last thing that he says, he's talking about stuff that happens in the movie that came after this game. So it's like you, you can still enjoy the game but the story is not written without that homework. And I don't know, like, like the only way to tell that story is to not change it. Like, I don't, I don't know how you can mess around with timelines and stuff without having that um, previous knowledge. Right. Yeah. That, 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 like I said, that makes sense. Um, and so like, uh, I'm not bad. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, now you can go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I I I agree with the whole um, having a compelling story. I just rather have it in the story and like explained in a way that's like um, maybe if they even provided flashbacks on like the history of the game or started with like okay, so these events happened. Let's, let's and then you know like they gave you something to kind of go to. So if they put the homework in yeah, the game? Yeah, in the game. So like, the YouTube video, they just put it in the game? <laughs> whatever they need to do to kind of give you a more um, understanding of the story. 
uh, and then because it's not gonna it's not gonna it's not gonna spoil anything because they're changing stuff. So that there alone would allow me to kind of be on the same page as everybody else. Um, but it's not. So really, I have to judge it off of what's in the game, and if it's I'm looking at solely what's in the game, the ending was confusing. Um, and there was not really much, um, there for me to grasp to, to be interested in the next one, even though I know it's probably going to all start making sense at the end. But right now there was nothing at the end of that game that made me feel like, Oh, I got to play the next one. Oh, I'm interested. I'm on a, I'm on nail biting. This is like more so, um, if the game played better than it was before I play it again. That's all about it is. It's not like, and I don't have to play it as soon as it come out because I'm just not interested enough in the story yet because I don't care about what's going on. All I care about is the gameplay and uh, whatever her name is. I don't even care about them. I care about Tifa, I guess. I like Tifa as a character, but I don't like Tifa as like somebody that's, it's not, it's not enough for me to continue to play the game. That's not, it's not enough. Like, no, I rather, I have to have something else. Cloud is okay, but Cloud is, He's very stubborn in his ways. More, you know what I'm really interested in seeing? If Barrett get back to his daughter. That's what I'm interested in seeing. If Barrett actually survives and his daughter's fine. That's it. And that's what I was interested in when they were looking for his daughter. And I was like, I know she ain't with these dang on ghosts in this stupid train yard. So that was more interesting to me than anything else that they did. So that's not good, in my opinion. Uh, but at least that was all there. I was introduced to Bear. I was introduced to his daughter. I saw the relationship with his daughter. I saw her go missing. I was looking for his said daughter. And then at the end, he left his daughter. So all of that was in the game. So I could follow it. And it was easier to follow. Then what was going on with Cloud? What was going on with Tifa's part? Because she, she had like she couldn't tell me what was going on with her feelings for Cloud. And then Arif, she just all types of random being this new being or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, Barrett was the easiest one and more compelling character to me because he was fleshed out in a way that made sense. Yeah, because I, I guess it makes sense because he doesn't have a backstory like everybody else. Does. Yeah, he so. doesn't. So he's just a character and he's his motivations are very understandable in there. It's right there in the game. <laughs> uh, he's very stubborn. Uh, he wants to save the world, but that's what it is. So, What was you going to say, um, Jalen? Uh, shoot, I forgot. Um, I was just going to say something about uh, it was going towards like the direction about like how the story and everything pan out. Mm -hmm. um, I felt like like this is a bad thing but it's kind of to the point where when i play final fantasy games i kind of i don't i don't expect to have like a full grasp of the story without doing research on mm -hmm. like any of the games just because that like the games start off real like standard and you can buy all right boom 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 um like you can take the game for what it is but like when it starts to change and starts to just do the the fantasy stuff. I mean, the game fantasy as it is, but when it go to fantasy times 10, you just take it for what it was. Like, I still don't understand the stuff that happened in 10. Yeah. Um, I still don't understand the stuff that happened in 13 or any of those series, like 13, two lightning returns. Like, um, I, 12 wasn't as bad. I felt like 12 was a little bit more down to earth, but towards like the end point of 12, I just didn't understand like 
how this dude got this strong. Like, it was just kind of like, all right, mm-hmm. I'm gonna just take it for what it is because, like, it's Final Fantasy. Um, I guess they got to get radical to some capacity. And I mean, even Type Zero, when I was playing Type Zero, I was just like, okay, it's, it's at that point where I'm not gonna understand unless I go do research and like really read into something that I that the game shows. So, like, when you're talking about Sephiroth and stuff. Hey, as much as I like Final Fantasy VII, I cannot tell you how Sephiroth keep appearing. They be talking about he in his conscience, he everywhere, he's Genova, as long as Carl got these cells. Like, it's just, I just be like, all right, man, he, he can't go away. Like, he in Kingdom Hearts, like, he, he can't go away. Like, Sephiroth is always going to be here. He's a ghost. He can attack Carl whenever he want. He, he'll never go away. Like, I just leave it as that because they don't, I mean, I'm sure there's a, um, a logical quote unquote, I would loosely use this word yeah. for why he keep coming back. But in that movie, Advent Children, when I'm three dudes fused and made Sephiroth, I was just like, all right, it's at that point again. I know I'm watching a movie, but the movie can do the same thing the game's doing, get to the point where it just don't make sense. I mean, King Hearts yeah. did it too. Like, <laughs> so. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree. Like, every Final Fantasy game has that point where it's too much and it's basically you have to go to the wiki if you want to like get the clear breakdown of how everything works like i think that's why 10 became more interesting to me because like i read after i beat the game and so like oh that makes a lot more sense and things like that like sand kills people all the time and people die like around when they 20 so everybody in final fantasy 10 gets married super early and that's why when you look at people's clothes, like all the women are wearing like bikinis and things like that because they're trying to get married super early before they get killed by sin. <laughs> um, and just like that stuff you're not going to get from the game because they're not going to talk about it. You just got to read about it later, um, which is fine. I think there's some things that are in seven that are not clear, but it it's not clear just because the game is not done. Like, obviously, when all three is out, it'll make sense. Because, like, Sephiroth, like, there's a reason why he shows up. And it's... I think it's pretty clear. It's not, like, weird stuff. But it's not explained in part one. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, I mean, overall, I, I just say, like, regardless, I think that since I had that backstory and that knowledge, it does get, like, an extra point or whatever for my score or whatever because I can see how well they wove all that extra knowledge into the game mm-hmm. um, and that literally made the game better for me because it, it made the characters more interesting it made characters I didn't like like I didn't like Cloud now I like Cloud more um, as well as his voice acting but because they Square Enix did a good job of building a better character for him within the game uh, while also leaving room for new stuff. So, Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, well, um, I think I think uh, overall I can probably give it a I think I said it 8.5 out of 10 which is fine because it's, it's still compelling enough to entertain you gameplay wise story wise in some aspects but i mean you may have to look up other things once you're done but most of the time when you're interested in a certain certain topic or game you probably look up stuff after anyway um if it's not like 
blatantly clear. Um, but yeah, I think um, overall, I would yeah I have to give it an eight point five out of ten. Really enjoyed the gameplay. The combat was really good. Um, the the yeah, the characters, the um, the writing, you know you know their banter i would say i i can't really go to the story because i i at some points i really just didn't understand it but i know i understand the motivations of getting around and doing things but at the point of like the overall picture i didn't understand it that well but this you know banter getting around people talking to people doing side quests understanding what this what the motivations of some people were and how we can get through to certain things and getting stuff done or even a whole um honeybee club thing was a very unique experience uh which was interesting it was all interesting but just the overarching story it was really was was confusing uh yeah um how we i mean we got time yeah talk about got, something else so you're gonna keep going yeah um we could talk about something. i was gonna Go i was gonna ask you um you you enjoyed it like eight out of uh eight and a half but um do you feel like that's i don't know i just want to ask like you you said earlier you don't think that you'll be excited or looking forward to more no i won't but i will play it this at least gives me the opportunity to say i'll play it but it's not i'm not looking forward to it um because if it's more of the same, I'm going to be confused by the end of it. I am going to have filler stuff that I don't want to do. Um, and then I'm going to be not so interested in most of the characters overarching stories like like I am now. So uh, I don't really care about most of the characters stories, but I enjoy them as characters. As, is that weird to say? Because it's like I enjoy them being present in my party, talking to me and my reactions to them, but I don't care about their motivations. Is that weird? Um, I mean, it makes. I mean, it's normal. Like there are a lot of games that, like I just played Dragon Quest Ten. Like I didn't care about most of the party story mm-hmm. or like what they care to do about. Like uh, you know, one dude's going back to his dad and his dad is mad and i'm like i don't really mm-hmm. care but i enjoyed him as a character that's that's fine and uh, yeah. i guess the weird thing about seven is the thing that people love is the characters and mm-hmm. their stories and i guess where they cut it off you don't have that and that's why the next game when they go deeply into the backstories and explain like what tifa is actually doing and why she's acting which like then it makes more sense. But it's just like, yeah, in, in this first part, she's just someone like a good gameplay character. Yeah, she's um, really you know, she's like she's nice and willing to help out, but she doesn't really do anything for herself because she's too busy, like taking care of the uh, Marlene and stuff like that. So, you know, it I can understand that because like she does. Well, it's not a character. arc. That's the whole thing. Like yeah, you want to just... see their character arc. And this is the beginning of that character arc and you don't get anything from it unless you have like, Oh, I already knew what she was doing in the last game. So I can see something there, but like, yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's what I don't want to kind of 
spoil for myself is like the the the, the mystery of it all because uh but it, the mystery hasn't you know captured me in the way i thought it would be because simply because of how deep rooted it is in the previous history of the game now that it kind of shows me that yeah you probably wanted to know this stuff anyway so either you can give up that opportunity to kind of go in fresh or you, you can go in with the past past knowledge of most people that really help them enjoy it more so what would you would you choose blue pill red pill you know that's kind of deal <laughs> right now yeah so it's um i don't know and that's why i'm not Probably if I looked up everything and I kind of got the motivation to see it, I'd probably it'd probably be a more of a looking forward to it um, than you know highly anticipated. But right now it's just not not really. I mean, if I can catch it for another twenty five, <laughs> I'll play it again. But I'm not I'm not gonna run out there and get it. I mean, I spend money on garbage anyway, so it's not like I couldn't pay for it early. I just don't see myself being like yeah i need to get this now i mean if y'all are enjoying it i probably do it just because we can talk about it but um more than likely it's not something that would be motivating enough at least for what i've seen and what i've done to motivate me enough to say yeah i need to get i need that you know hit the <laughs> hit that nah. ring i need that nah, uh, but <laughs> this comes from somebody who went for just cause five to come off i'm not waiting for just <laughs> cause five <laughs> <laughs> I'm not waiting for Just Cause 5 to come out, man. I ain't played one in a while, but uh, man. yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's, it's uh, I'm definitely waiting for God of War 2, so uh, I'm Dying Light 2. Dying Light 2 look good, though, so there's games I'm anticipating Damn that hell. probably don't, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's definitely one of those dev hell games. I'm so disappointed. Man, they put out a 35-minute, they put like a 30, 25-minute demo. Like, the game really told us what was going to be happening and, like, what we were going to be at. And then they just, like, how are you, how are you two years later, like, still developing or even in dev hell? Like, I don't understand. They're trying, either they're trying to be ways too expansive, which I can see them doing because they are, they they probably are trying to get not out. They're trying to get out the box of just another game. They're probably trying to get that top tier level of game, which is fine because it makes the game more enjoyable. They already were, you know, first person, so they had to make a lot of animations and things like that to kind of make the world seem fresh. And you obviously see how difficult that could be if you're trying to go for realism and you're trying to go for all this extra stuff versus like cyberpunk. But you know, that's what they kind of want to do. And they was bringing that to in 2019. They was bringing that a while ago. So I just hope that it's, I hope it's worth the wait and I uh, hope they actually, actually get out of dev hell. And I hope they write a great script because it seemed like a lot of those, you know, their actions and all that stuff mattered. So I just, I'm very hopeful for that game and I'm very much anticipating playing through that game thoroughly. Um, and like I said, I, I I would definitely give Final Fantasy more shots because um I have I have I liked enough um or at least the past stuff I liked the a, a a cohesive story once the cohesive story was completed I enjoyed it so I would I would say the same thing if Final Fantasy seven 
is up there with the story and they feel like that was one of the better stories of the Final Fantasy series, I would probably be more interested in seeing how that plans out. So my interest will be peaked at that point when people are hyping it up and we're seeing the secondary stuff. We're seeing trailers about what's happening next. Maybe they'll get me to go into the anticipating. But right now, mm-hmm. no. So what and, homework you about to do? Um no. I ain't about to do no homework. I, I think I'm gonna <laughs> leave it I'm gonna leave it like it is because like I said, I I really don't like what they do with their games. They really don't like how they make people I really don't like it. I don't. It's not. Well, I don't appreciate it. Let me rephrase it then. Do you actually feel like it's homework or do you actually enjoy this stuff? Because it's like people will read 800 mangas of One Piece, but all most of that is filler. Whereas like if you're enjoying it, yeah, it's quote unquote homework. But if you enjoy the thing that you do, would you still do it? Um... You've been watching no. One Piece for a long time. I, I mean, you you see me with Destiny. I don't read all the lore. I don't read all of it. I read some of it that's interesting to me. Like I go look, I go look up the thorn. I go look up the last word and how that came to by to be. But I'm not gonna look up everything, and that's what they kind of want you to do. So I'm not. No, I won't do that because, and I played that game way more than I played any other game. So. And that's definitely my favorite game ever. So, but and I the, still won't do it. You still do homework for Destiny, like yeah. They I would, don't I explain do. how the guns work or how to get them. They don't explain any quests. So you have to go to YouTube to learn how to play the game. No, their quests are pretty simple now. But before, yes, the, the mm. I used to have to go to YouTube. I go to YouTube now for um gun mostly cheats. And all that stuff. Yeah, cheats. Or not, like yeah. you know, glitches. And um I do look up <laughs> game I do look up weapon reviews. So I guess that is homework, I guess, because I'm looking at whether or not this is intriguing enough of a weapon, but they it's not their job to tell me whether or not this weapon is worthy of my time. I guess that's me being competitive in PvP saying, Okay, do I really want to grind for this said weapon? But I guess I, that would be really difficult for them to do is say this is a top tier S class weapon. You might want to get this one, but maybe they could just put that in there. I don't know, but that'd be I the mean, same thing with Borderlands. Kind of. They like, don't show you what the pinnacle weapon is. Like that's nowhere yeah, in do. the game, right? No, they do. It's a quest. You can just pick it up from Shacks. Oh yeah, that quest. Yeah. Yeah, you just pick yeah. Up it's so many quests. That I just don't know where anything is. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I know where it is because I play it. But it's like. You just go there. You go to the markers. They give you markers. It's not like that game is more chores, and they want you to know where the chores are. They don't want you to <laughs> not be confused on the chores. Like the only game that the only thing that they ever done was like the zero mission for the um the sniper. I mean, those are fun to do because they don't happen so often. The sniper for the whisper of the worm, and then you know for the outbreak prime. Those were the only two where it's like they just drop something in the game and they didn't tell you how to do anything. So. I mean, raids too, but, you know, raids are a little bit different. So, um, I guess you're right. I mean, if you, if you are interested enough, you'll do homework on it. I'm just not interested enough, I guess. And, um, I don't do it often. Square Enix just feels like they want you to do it way more than any other company. Um, in my opinion, um, maybe that, maybe that's not the truth. And everybody has like some type of form of end, you know, uh, because even though I really enjoy Cyberpunk, by the end of the first ending, I was like, 
I'm stupid. Why am I? Why did I die? Okay, let me figure out how not to do this and how to get to the next endings. So I did homework on it. So yes, you're right. If I'm interested enough, but at least the story before I got to the ending was compelling enough. At least the in the you know the characters I was introduced to was compelling enough to say, I don't want this. I don't want this to be how it ends. So let me change it. Final Fantasy just left you at that part where you know you're kind of starting your journey. So if I'm not even starting it yet, what compel me more to come back to start it? That's what I'm saying. It's kind of like, <laughs> it's just it's just hard to give you one third of the game because you said it's three parts, not four parts, right? Three parts. Well, I don't know what they're going to do for the last oh. part, but I feel like it should at least be three because, okay. like I said, this is literally just the first time you leave the city. Right. And so this is clearly just like one third of the game. Yeah. So... Yeah, I guess you, you you have a point there about homework and whether or not you you, you get you get the um you want to do it. Uh I just don't like that it's like huge important parts of the story that that you know would make you feel better if you kinda had this in the game or if you had this in there. Um that that critique will never go away from me and it's always gonna be that way. But um no, I, I I think I want to continue with the fresh eyes approach um, and uh, see how I feel about it at the end. Um, and then at the end of the game, I kind of go back and see. I, I, I Obviously, I'm going to go and get the explanation by the end of the game because most of the time the explanations kind of give you all the backstory. But then once I figured out that explanation, I just watch what happened in the first original Final Fantasy. And then kind of give you like the, give you a comparison, what's the differences or whatever. Then I just kind of, oh, okay, I'll see this one, this happened. But I, I would hope by the end of three parts, extra three parts or extra two parts or whatever it may be, that I have that understanding on my own and they're just filling in small gaps and not the whole bigger picture kind of deal. Yeah. I mean, I guess what I'm worried is they're n- well, I don't think they're going to do that, but let's say they change the game like a lot, whereas the ending is completely different. Like nothing mm-hmm. happens, like completely different from the original. Mm-hmm. Then the whole ending might not. I, I guess at that point, it should make sense about should, how they got they to that point, but it's not going to make sense. Game. Yeah, but it's not going to make sense in comparison to the other thing. Like, they can make it make sense in the game, whereas, like, you know, they pick up the special sword and go back in time, blah, blah, blah. But it won't, you won't have that reference for the the other thing. So I, I just don't know how they can do it. I don't know. Um. Yeah, no, that makes sense because you think they're going to heavily rely on your previous understanding of the old game to kind of see when they change stuff and when they explain well, stuff and when they don't explain something. Kind of when deal. I brought up in game before, it's like like they literally put you in like the Avengers one or Iron Man uh, or Thor two or whatever, and they don't explain what's going on in Thor two. They just show you that Thor went back to Thor two and without knowing that you can still enjoy the scene you know he's with his mom and stuff like that but you don't know why he's there or what happens or things like that or why he's even crying because you didn't see thor too so it's it's like that it was like if they go 
continue the story and they change stuff and it's just but not he has make no sense knowledge of that only Sephiroth right so they still have to pretend no. like Cloud doesn't have any knowledge of the changes right he do- well he does because he literally sees the future like like Wait, in the that's final his battle. superpower are you serious that he got no, no 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 oh. it's not a superpower like when you're fight when the you're fighting the big Kingdom Hearts monster at the end um and every time you you damage it they see a vision of the future so literally everybody sees the future but before that cloud also sees some things that happen in the future that he shouldn't know and Aerith also knows the future also red 13 the dog he also knows the future and Sephiroth so they there's literally four characters that know things that they shouldn't know and if they are able to figure it out or it's figure out how to change stuff then they can literally change the future hmm. so we like, already Ar- got Aerith knows everything and she's hiding stuff like she literally knows everything well they kind of explained that she knows everything like she knows what's going to happen because she was like all right are we going to be able to save this and she was like no i'm just gonna do everything i can to help you guys because yeah i already know it's gonna collapse so they kind of explained that already to me i didn't know 13 could do it because all he talks about is um, well when she touches him or something he remembers everything yeah shares okay because he started talking she seemed op to be honest but um she was started talking to him and well he started talking and then he kind of had extra knowledge that he was like, oh, he kind of, she kind of, he, I was enlightened or I wasn't aware. And I was like, that's weird, but maybe I'm just, just go with it. Cause I know I can't, I don't know what they trying to explain that this character in the future is going to have a big importance, but obviously he is, he's one of the party members now. Um, yeah, but you know, it was just that stuff. So I, I, I still followed that era was that was that girl because she was definitely the one that was going to be able to tell me what's going to happen and maybe she developed more and then she starts to really start to showcase that she can really try to save us or change how she or manipulate time or whatever maybe that's something that they introduce later on but right now with new characters still going into the second one i would think that they would still try to flesh out you know that's that kind of that understanding maybe not what's going to happen and like i maybe she starts to talk about what she sees like I, this is what happened in the future but this is how we're going to change it you know so i would think that they would do that for the character unless they just start to you know pull a pull some some bull and he just started not explaining nothing but well, mm-hmm. they could because they didn't explain nothing in final fantasy so just that first one mm-hmm. so maybe but I w- i'm i'm hoping that with my non-knowledge that I can still get through that game and still have a good time. I think I will because the gameplay is pretty cool. Um but um let's not let's not try to let's not try to give them any um <laughs> I wouldn't say any any uh cheats, I guess. Because if I if I do that and I look up everything, I, I feel like I'm giving them the the ability to not do it the right way, the how they should do it. It should be in the game. If I start looking up stuff and I fall into the hands of, oh, let's do this. I can't judge it in a way where I feel like 
my my um my thoughts and my process of the game processing of the game is accurate because I have been basically uh manipulated into going back and looking at stuff because right now I have this opinion only because I haven't seen everything and if I did see everything I probably would have a different opinion so I want to keep that opinion because you have a different opinion to me and you always will because you know everything so mm-hmm. in order for me to play devil's advocate for this video game I would rather not be on the same side of that because then I would be pretending as if I knew stuff or understood stuff that they mentioned in there, even though I shouldn't have because I didn't know about it. So that's kind of how I want to look at it now. Kind of deal. And I, and I do that because I really don't care. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how I want to look at it right now. Have you looked up anything, Jalen? Or stuff, old previous stuff. About Final Fantasy Seven? Yeah. Mm, no, nah, not really. I mean, I played like halfway through like the original one, and I mean, I seen Advent Children. I played. Uh, I ain't beat Crisis Core. I got to the end of the game. He's um, okay, so yeah, he's tainted. No, yeah, I already, I already know most of Final Fantasy. Like what goes on about everything. I just don't. I just never really understood where Sephiroth keep coming from, like, and I, I, I could look it up, but I just didn't really care to because I just accepted for what it was. But like, I'm sure I can find like a logical explanation. I just, you know, I know enough about Final Fantasy VII, like when people were supposed to die and stuff like that. So I was picking up on a lot of the stuff the game was like putting out. I just didn't like. I probably wouldn't know it as well as Josh did because I didn't, you know, I didn't look into it that much, but. I had a pretty good understanding of like what was going on and Hojo supposed to die and you know when Big Jesse and Will you know stuff like that. So okay, okay. Well, um, yeah. That, I mean, that's how I that's how that's how I wanted to to kind of leave it because I think that'd be more of an interesting conversation than to have it where we just all on the same page. Um, and I and I can do that because. Again, um, I'm looking at it from that. I'm I'm not trying to critique them. I'm just trying to uh, give that perspective, I guess, that conversation perspective. Because I don't really um, think me not having all the context is a good way to to review or discuss anything. But it will give me the ability to have a different type of conversation or a different perspective when you guys do tell me that. And where I was when you didn't tell me that information or when I look it up. So, um, still 8.5 with a little bit of information that I did get additional. Um, it would have been an 8.5 before the additional information anyway for me because of the gameplay. So, still the same for me. And, uh, but yeah. Um, as of now... We're at an hour and 10 minutes. So we still got some time, but we can end it here. We've been talking about Final Fantasy, so we can just leave it as the Final Fantasy episode because <laughs> that's all we talked about. But, um, yeah, uh, do y'all have anything else that you guys wanted to kind of discuss? Or are we good with leaving it with the Final Fantasy episode? Um. 
real quick, Josh, what's your uh, favorite Final Fantasy game? Kind of like all the side stuff. Um, both. What's your favorite story game and what's your favorite gameplay game? For gameplay, it's uh, 12. I just think that's the best um, overall like RPG and like combat system that they made. Um, it's, I mean, obviously the, I wouldn't say the story is the best, but the gameplay, they absolutely do things that um, no other Final Fantasy game has done. Um, the best job system, the best level up system, uh, the build variety and all that type of stuff. Um, so well, I, I would say Zodiac Age, which is the remake, because um, they they added a lot of stuff to it to make it the best. And story, um, I don't know. I, I would say I'm leaning towards 7, but I, it's not the, obviously, complete story. So I don't know. Um, I enjoyed 13. I enjoyed 10. I, I I I guess fourteen. That's the best answer because it it has the best overall story. The MMO. Well, well, the last three, quote unquote, expansions. Heaven Sword and uh, Heaven Sword and Shadowbringer, absolutely have like really really good writing and it's a complete story, and then they move on to a new story and so I feel like. It's good because they are able to introduce new places, new characters, write an interesting story, and end it. And you don't need a lot of extra stuff for it. So, hmm. okay. okay. Uh, what about you, Jalen? Um, I'm trying to think. Final Fantasy games. Uh, I think my favorite one, gameplay wise, will probably be Seven Remake. Um, I think they could have did some things a little bit better. I don't like how you can't switch your party, but um, I understand. I mean, well, to some capacity, I guess. But uh, I think seven would probably be my favorite gameplay wise. I did like twelve gameplay wise. Um, I just felt like at certain points, like I just kind of felt like it was uh, hard to manage everything that was going on i had to keep turning the speed down and i could turn it up and um stuff like that but that's not a knocking stuff it's just not what you like you know times two speed everything uh, which is fair mm-hmm. um so i think seven probably be just because the fluidity of the combat um i liked how when you switch to your character or when you were not switching your character but when you put a command in and stuff like that the screen used to gray out but like the music would still play it's something mm-hmm. minor, but it did it so fluid. Um, so it kind of, it kind of kept you engaged in the battle versus like if you play Final Fantasy fifteen. Um, I guess you can kind of call that a wait mode a little bit. When you play fifteen, you can play it in wait mode. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't do wait mode the same as like uh, seven did. Uh, seven still made you feel like you was engaged in the battle, and you need to act quickly. Um, you need to act quickly in fifteen, like when you get towards some of the uh, like end game stuff, but like. I I just felt like it wasn't as much like magic involved and like abilities and stuff like you felt like it kind of really did a whole lot. So um, that's my thing about it. I think Seven did a pretty good job and then everybody had their own unique dynamic to them. Um, I really like how Tifa played 
um she 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 felt the most forward she felt like the most forward character you can play with and you could just like do anything um i guess kind of an equivalent the way i play with mario mario can do a lot he got a lot of versatility i feel like i could do that with tifa to some capacity um yeah, story-wise uh i'm trying to think story-wise final fantasy um obviously i ain't complete all the seven uh crisis core but crisis core had its dry moments don't get me started with the encounters that kind of put a damper on the story um yeah. for me at least um I think my favorite story for Final Fantasy might be I think I might have to say 13 because I, I, I really enjoyed the world of 13. I know they didn't tell it the best way because of like how you play with two characters and stuff like that but like when you got to like Grand Pulse and like started understanding what was going on like the the dynamics of the world how it had that like futuristic aspect to it. I feel like this they did a pretty good job of keeping a story like focused um mm -hmm. when it wasn't in those those dry points i mean the dry points had purpose to them because the whole thing of the story was you know you got branded they trying to figure out like hey we we need to do something like quick like and everything was like they was always i feel like to some capacity they was always acting with urgency but i could be mm -hmm. remembering it wrong too but they don't want that they need to complete their focus before it's too late before they turn into uh what see or whatever so I felt like that time crunch on it kept the story focused and um and that's what I think I really liked about it. Mm -hmm. Versus like in ten, obviously they gotta do certain things, but they're trying to solve a mystery and they just floating around and stuff like that. And um you trying to figure certain things out, but they keep digressing and oh let's go play blitzball and stuff like that and it's just <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. Um it's, okay, well, I only played the one, so ten. Uh, story wise, gameplay wise, I actually I enjoy sevens the most. Uh, the remake, at least. Um, well, you played fifteen. <laughs> boy, stop! <laughs> that game don't go. That game don't go nowhere. Uh, yeah, fifteen. Uh, no, story wise. You ain't like that story when that girl died for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> that game was, but goofy. they got married at the end. Man, that game was goofy. Dude. Fast forward into the future and just <laughs> dark world. I'm just like, man, I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> that game was stupid, but um, I enjoyed uh, Ten's story and I enjoyed uh, Seven's remakes of gameplay. Uh, a Ten at least. You know, had a full fledged story right then and there. I'm pretty sure once I beat seven, that might be the more compelling one because at least I know what's going on when they're cutting, doing scenes, and like <laughs> ten was just all over the place. I was like, bro, they should have just told me um, in the narrative or at least like in the title, in the subtitles, whether somebody was happy or sad because I could not tell it by their faces nor how they were expressing their lines. It just seemed so weird. Uh, and then the infamous um, <laughs> infamous it's laugh. Ho, 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 ho. I'm like, bro, what is going on? This stupid game. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was still it was still a fun play. Titus was funny. Well, not funny, but Titus was fine, I guess, as a dumb character. But um, I enjoyed some of the moments and, like, where they went and stuff they did. Um, 
And it, it, it seemed like they had like a more diverse cast of people that you could, you know, get more information about. But it just seemed interesting enough to, you know, be there. Um, yeah, but I only because I only played one. But I think um, I did want to talk. Well, we'll talk about it next time. But uh, whether or not Persona took their took took their change and ran with it with some of these games because I think they did at least when it comes to completing and fulfilling a more compelling and gameplay story wise for me but we'll talk about that another time uh, for the next episode of podcast Z <laughs> <laughs> uh, man I used to hate when those things come on I'd be like bro we only got what 10 minutes of actual footage <laughs> My man, he spent 20 minutes powering up. Right, you're gonna say next episode, we ain't get no fights, no nothing. We talk man. about some type of two D next week. I'm like, bro, man, y'all are freaking annoying me. You on the next oh, episode man. of Dragon Ball Z? Goku's powering up. Like, man, you just did that for 20 minutes, man. Come on, dude. You gotta talking about past history, up. bro. Yeah. Like, bro, he said, I, I got here with all. I was like, I remember what was I? I think I was watching. I think the most irritating one had to be sales because I was actually really engaged with that one. And I just like, bro, I want to know what happens and do what's going on. I think sale was the really most annoying one for me. Um, I don't think it was any. I think I think that's the only time I was really watching the show. Every other time I watch reruns. But when I was watching sales fight, I actually were literally watching it with my uncle. And I remember watching it every week but every other time i just watch reruns tell boy the boys waited for 10 days they had yeah. them fillers in between there's goku and gohan running around super saiyan just doing yeah. random tasks <laughs> yeah yeah that that was um that was the most annoying i was like y'all need to get to the sale fight already man what's going on goku uh solving puzzles yeah man um but yeah uh, that's pretty much it for this uh, week. I want to thank you guys for listening. As usual, I will be trying to put more content up on my page. But as of now, I, I'm enjoying doing a podcast. But I don't know. Just haven't had enough time. I, I did have time. I've just been doing other stuff. Like I said, I, I watch Cobra Kai, people. I, I, I binge that in a day. So that's where my time at. <laughs> you know? um, but anything y'all want to say before we go? Nah. Uh, no. Nah. We'll play um uh, Kingdom Hearts two, Deontay. So we can talk about that. <laughs> yeah, that's another I go hop on that too. That's another task. Uh well all right, people. Thanks for listening and we will catch you guys uh next week. <laughs>